This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Well, good morning, everybody. It is uh, Pentecost Sunday, and I would like for us to turn to Acts chapter 1. Uh, if you have your Bibles, it's my... It starts off in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. And after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, he was eating with them. He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The thing that I remember, I preached on this years ago, is that the, um, the, the baptism of repentance precedes the baptism of power. And uh, sadly, too many people I know that, were, that had the, the baptism of power but uh, d- didn't live the life of repentance. So in verse 6, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. I want to talk to you about a subject is if this was your kid. And we have a church filled with kids, uh, which is awesome. Uh, There's probably more kids downstairs than there are uh, adults upstairs, which is a good sign. And I commend you for it. Yes, yes. Way to go. And there's more coming. Um, And side note, uh, don't forget, ladies, next week after church, there's a little gathering for... Uh, Lindsay and her beautiful new baby coming soon. So please, and that was just a little side note. I promised Robin to slip it in. Uh, This event happened a few years ago, uh, but this happens all the time. And it is a parent's nightmare. I remember one time I was in a department store. I believe it was called Jets up in New York. And I was separated from my family. And I somehow made my way into a phone booth inside the department store and I closed the door and I did not know how to open it. Well, I, I take that back. I did, now, I did know how to open it. I just couldn't reach the handle to open it. Uh, it's, my, it's been my challenge all my life. And so that's why I married Taller and Robin helps me in those areas. So, yes. <laughs> uh, It happens all the time. Something similar happened in Tom Brown Park a few years ago where a mom was at the park with her three-year little boy, three-year-old little boy in the play area and she just kind of let him go and she kept an eye on him. There were other kids in the vicinity and and if you've been there, you know exactly. You can picture it in your mind uh, what the scene looks like. 
The mom was distracted a little bit, talking to other, little mo- other moms. And just a, f- a few seconds, she turns her head. And what happened, of course, is that she lost sight of him. And uh, she just started looking and calling his name, turning and looking and looking under the playground. And uh, you can imagine what a mom would do. But what happened next has been, um, they've done some studies uh, after she lost sight of her child, she began frantically searching high and low and began to yell her child's name. Then the yells became screams and then the mom begins to elicit help from the other families there. But this is what happened that was strange. The parents that were there ran and got their own kids first. Not all of the parents, but some of the parents did that. And they began to cleave to their child and what had happened had fear had come over the playground uh, thinking that, you know, there was an abductor. So parents instinctively grabbed their own kids and made sure that they were safe. But the mom was needing help. A few seconds later, she calls the police and she calls frantically on her cell phone, my child is missing, please send help. And so that feeling of hopelessness and fear just gripped her heart and gripped the other parents' heart, uh, hearts as well. But they held on to their kids. About a minute or two later, a college student pops up with a kid in tow in his arms. And, he, and, he, and of course, he's just looking around and mom comes screaming after him. And, um, and he said he had wandered off to hole one. But why did I share this story? Because in the natural, we have a, dis, a tendency, and, and I had no idea what Miss Tammy was going to speak about. Okay, I had an idea, but I did not know. But we have a tendency to live in the natural you know, to look at our calendar in the natural, to look at our watch in the natural, to look at our lives in the natural. And in the natural, our tendency is to protect our own, to take care of our own children, our own home, our own situation. And we don't, in the natural, that makes sense. But God wants us to live in the supernatural. It's, you know, we live in, you know, we've been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit is so that we can live no longer in the natural, but we can live in the supernatural. There are many times where the Lord has helped me to live in the supernatural. And it could be as simple as something as, you know, um, there are times where I want to be an introvert. I, 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 I'm part introvert, and, uh, but the Holy Spirit will speak to me and, and fill me and remind me that I need you to be an extrovert here in this moment. Go and greet that person. Uh, and vice versa, sometimes, uh, you know, it could be an uh, extrovert, and God speaks to that person, is like, calm down, uh, give that person some space. But, you know, we, we want to live in the supernatural, not live in the natural. And the natural tendency, which I understand, makes sense, is to hold on to your own and just take care of your own and not have any time for anything else but your own. God wants us to live in the supernatural. Yes, take care of our own, but also the lost lambs of God. Some of God's children are lost. We know that billions of people do not know 
Jesus. And they don't know their heavenly father. Even last year, we had someone walk in this place. And as I was talking to him, he told me he had no real mother and no real father. But who is God going to call? He's not going to call the police. He's calling his church, us. And if we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and begin to walk in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, I believe God will use us to reunite his lost lambs back to himself. And God wants to use us supernaturally. Not naturally, because naturally, guess what? We don't have time. I remember uh, in year, a few years ago, uh, you may not know this, and hardly a few people, few people know this, but there was a, a church uh, in town that had an older population and had no younger population. And, um, and we didn't have any older folks. You know, I was the old guy in the, in the church. And, uh, and it wasn't by design. We were not trying to be a young church. We just were. And I kept telling uh, this other pastor, I was trying to explain to him, like, hey, maybe we should come together. Because uh, we could really use some folks that have time on their hands. Because I, as I looked at our young families, I know they work and they come home at 5, maybe 5.30, hurry up and eat food, make sure their homework is uh, taken care of, making sure they get bath time, making sure they eat, and then wrestle with them uh, for a few minutes, maybe do a family devotion and, and bed by 8 o'clock, 7.30 for most. I mean, uh, our typical family in our church doesn't have any extra time. And it's hard, it was very difficult for our, our church. We were in a stage where we had one type of demographic. And it's awesome to have that demographic, but it comes at expense. You guys are, are drowning. You, you know, I always tell people you know, about our church, it's, most of our people are like treading water and their noses are just barely above water and trying to, try to keep going and trying to take care of what needs to be taken care of. And, and so I pray God it would bring us some people that were, uh, more mature, that maybe had their kids were older, and they could help. They could help downstairs especially. And I began to ask the Lord to help us as a church to, to reach every demographic. And I thank the Lord that he's answering that prayer. But I want, again, as I shared this story about the lost child, I want us to, to be allowed by the Holy Spirit to speak to you to say, God, if it be your will through your Holy Spirit, let me live supernaturally. Let me live supernaturally. Let me live in the fullness of the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. Oh, Lord, help me to, if uh, there's conviction that I'm wasting too much time on Tic Tac. I like saying that. That's, that's what old people say. <laughs> How many of you young people on Tic Tac? And so... Uh, uh, and, and I find myself being guilty of the same thing, wasting God's resources of time on Tic Tac and Instagram and all that other stuff where God can allow us to live supernaturally to help little kids, help children, help people. And one of the things I love about living in the life full of the Holy Spirit, it makes you selfless, not more selfish. Did you hear what I said? It makes you selfless, not selfish. It, it, 
It gives you uh, the capacity to, to do a little bit more for the kingdom when you are filled and being led by the Spirit. It makes you courageous. It makes you courageous. Lord, help us to be courageous. You know, as I shared years past or a couple years past, you know, this, this, um, this virus that came around, it, it was shocking to see, and no one here, but it was shocking to see how fear had gripped the church. And, and fear, I understand it. It makes sense. I, I didn't want to get it. I, I don't want to get sick. And, you know, I had a good friend of mine that was on a ventilator, you know, the first months it was all going out. We were trying to be wise, but I didn't want to live in fear. I didn't want to make the postman forced for him to come and deliver my mail, but me not willing to do my part in the community. And the Holy Spirit gives us courage. Being filled with the Holy Spirit makes you selfless and courageous. And he empowers us to do his will. The Holy Spirit encourages us to do his will, to look after the orphan and the widow and to help those who are in need. And I want to encourage, and, and I want to encourage you because I feel like as a church, uh, you guys do a, a great job. But maybe the Lord is speaking to you right now to help. Look, you have to just kind of open your eyes and look around. You know, if you see someone, ask the Holy. When you come into this church property, ask the Holy Spirit just to open your eyes to look. To look around, maybe if you're an introvert, to get out of that, ask the Holy Spirit to help me to become supernaturally an extrovert because naturally I just want to hide. And maybe there's someone here that needs a hand on the shoulder and just say, I'm praying for you. If you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, he will. He will. Maybe there's a moment in time uh, in our service that God has given you a word for, the, for our, our body. And we've had it from time to time. I know that uh, Dr. Christopher has and, and uh, Deanna has and others have, Rhea. Uh, but God wants to use you. He can speak to you. He wants you to be uh, an encourager in praying for someone. A healing God may have blessed you with the gift to heal and, and pray over those to come uh, to, uh, to a point of healing. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to use you. You have to overcome those insecurities that we naturally have. The Holy Spirit allows you to see the big picture. Helps you to see what's important. Helps you to desire to, to help those little kids that need help. The lost lambs of God. The Holy Spirit, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what he helps you to do? He helps you to forgive. I remember talking to someone who, who's, I believe they're followers of Jesus, filled with the Spirit, they said, and, but they didn't want to forgive. I'm like, something, the math doesn't add up. I'm not saying be best friends, but allow, release that and not being, allowing fear and unforgiveness to cause you to live in the dungeon of the past. So feel, being filled with the Holy Spirit helps you to forgive your mom and your dad or your, your brother and your sister. You help, uh, helps you to forgive the unforgivable. And the reason you can help forgive the unforgivable because God has done, I mean, we are all guilty of that. Thank you, Jesus. Helps us to pray. Helps you to be courageous. 
Anybody need help being courageous? Don't raise your hand. I, I need help. Uh, I am not naturally courageous. I'm just asking the Lord to help me supernaturally to be courageous where I need to be. Help you to live out the songs that we sing every Sunday. The Holy Spirit can help you to live out the songs that we sing. In 1 Corinthians about being filled with the Spirit, you operate in your spiritual gifts. Uh, Dr. Christopher talked to me uh, about that this morning. And Dr. Christopher, you're throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> he moved. He moved seats. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know in 1 Corinthians 12 that at one time you were unbelievers. You were somehow drawn away to worship statues of other gods that couldn't even speak. So I want you to know that no one who is speaking with the help of God says, may Jesus be cursed. And without the help of the Holy Spirit, no one can say Jesus is Lord. There are different kinds of gifts but they're all given to the believers by the same spirit. You know, uh, I believe in diversity and I want a diverse church ethnically, but I'll be honest with you, I'm praying for God to bring us a diverse church that operates in the different gifts, the different gifts, the same spirit, but they're different ways to serve. Lord, don't all give us uh, this type of person, but Lord, help us to be diverse in the spiritual gifts. There are different ways the Spirit works in verse 6. But the same God is working in all these ways and in all people. The Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way. You have a special gift that the Holy Spirit has given you in a special way. This is for the good of all. To some people, the Spirit gives a message of wisdom. To others, the Spirit gives a message of knowledge. To others, the same Spirit gives faith. To others, that one Spirit gives the gift of healing. To the others, he gives the power to do miracles. To others, he gives the ability to prophesy. To others, he gives the ability to tell the spirits apart. To others, he gives the ability to speak in different kinds of languages they had not known before. And to still others, he gives the ability to explain what was said in those languages. All the gifts are produced by one and the same spirit. He gives each gift to each person just as he decides. So the challenge this morning is in, in what gift are you operating in? I pray that it's not fear that's keeping you and me from operating in the gifts of the one same spirit. I do find myself in moments when I find myself getting a little indifferent. Like, you know, maybe we watch the video and you're like, eh, you know, whatever. And, and I would say to you and say to me that it's a, a, indifference is not a gift of the spirit. All right? And uh, maybe some of you are, can, can, can you know, say, hey, I, I know what you're talking about, Pastor Mario. But getting indifferent, or maybe in our culture especially, you begin to get hungry for attention. Hungry for attention. There is an epidemic in our country, especially among young people, who are starving for attention and will do almost anything and actually are doing anything to get a, a, you know, some sort of a lot of viewers on TikTok or, or other forms of 
internet, you know, social media, hungry for attention. If you find yourself need, are hungry for attention, what you really need are not likes, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself, and I've been in all these situations, uh, needing pity, needing, just needy, not feeling fulfilled or satisfied, you're not at peace, I am challenging you, that's a sign that you need to continue because the filling of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event that you happened at camp you know, 20 years ago. It's a continuation of, continuation of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's time for us to be filled in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, uh, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. But be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. It's a continual refilling. And in Acts chapter 4, when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And to begin to speak the word of God with boldness. If you're fearful naturally, which I am, ask the Lord to give you a supernatural infilling so that you can walk in boldness. In Acts 13, 52, and the disciples continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Disciples were continually filled with joy. There's an old book that came around a long, long time ago. Uh, the happiest people on earth. If you're not filled with joy, let me encourage you to ask the Lord to fill you again with this Holy Spirit. So you can live supernaturally. If you feel like you just kind of, you're, you're hooked to the, to the tic-tac and you need those likes, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. We need to pray for our young folks that are desperate for those likes. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. And ask the Lord to use you in your gifts. If you haven't been used in your gifts, it's not right. God wants to use you. He wants to use you. I'm gonna ask Joanne or the band to come on up and we're gonna just finish our time. I'm gonna ask that you would be honest with Jesus and say, Lord, there's some areas in my life I need a filling with the Holy Spirit. What I have learned is that I tell my body what to do. So some, some, maybe you're never used to raising your hands and I, and I literally raise my hands even though I don't feel like it. And when I tell my body to, to respond to the spirit, whether I feel like it or not, I feel like God does do something uh, supernaturally. Or maybe kneel, or, um, or you know, some people like to, sometimes God will call them to lay flat uh, on the ground before him. But let me encourage you to respond to the Holy Spirit and so that we can live in the fullness of the spirit, live according to the scripture, and that he would help us to look out for those and to live supernaturally to that God wants us to minister to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us. Lord, help us to see the big picture. Help us to see what's important. Lord, help us to be convicted by wasting time or money or, or resources. Lord, help us to have that desire for the lost children, the families that need help. Lord, help us to forgive. Lord, help us to be courageous. And as I said, Lord, help us to live out the songs we sing. Thank you, Father. Fill me this morning. 
Fill me to the brim, Father, overflowing, and help me to live and walk out in, 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 in the Spirit, led by your Holy Spirit. Church, let's stand and say, and let's just respond to him as we sing this song that I believe God wants to, to refill you, refill you with the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged.